everybody, welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. Another week hiatus, but we have returned as we always will until we don't. But anyway, I'm Sebastian Peak. Goodbye, Jeremy Hellstrom. Sorry, I'm <laughs> I'm Josh Walrus. Trying to leer what's going on behind me. I'm Brett Van Spurnberg. There'll be a lot of chump cuts there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's episode 699, and this is our first opportunity to talk to you viewer, listener, about uh, AMD's exciting Radeon RX 7000 series announcement. But before that, let's take care of some uh, housekeeping. We have some Patreon updates, don't we, Brett? We absolutely do. We've got uh, a couple fresh Patreon members. One of them is Swing Cat. I don't know how he swings, but he certainly is a cat when he's doing it. So kudos to you, my man. Thank you very much for the contribution, and the second one is, oh, Jeff K. I, was, I would use his last name, but, you know, I don't want to call anybody out and embarrass them because, uh, you know, the endless riches which he has uh, bestowed upon us, that might be a little embarrassing. Mm. But thank you. Mm. We're, we're a guilty pleasures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to admit that you're funding this. I can understand. No. It's, mm-hmm. it just keep it's it between. Kind. Just keep it between us. The giving that it's just fine. keeps mm-hmm. on giving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... We need to jump immediately to Laramie so that Josh can tell us about his uh, food exploits. Okay, week. so it's a little odd. It's very odd. So there I was all prepped to get a burger, and my son calls me. He's like, hey, Dad, can I take you to lunch? And this is not something that gets asked of me very often. And so I did, but he loves ramen. I mean, this, this kid lives on ramen and there's a new ramen place that opened up in town. And so I went to the ramen place and I got a large bowl of spicy chicken ramen. It's comprised of spicy chicken, ramen, fresh corn. Back up at the top, you can barely see it, but there is a half of a hard boiled egg Mm-hmm. Submerged beneath the broth, as is tradition, covered with green onions, bean sprouts, and just a tremendous amount of broth. And so i i had I had ramen rather than a burger. Maybe it's a healthier choice. I don't know. There's a lot mm. of salt in that broth, mm. but it was good. The fatty pork, so at least you had that going for you. This is true. It, it still was kind of fatty chicken, but it wasn't horribly so. And it had a decent amount of spice to it. Not not tremendous. I mean, average people can only take so much spiciness. Not saying I'm above average, but I'm above average in, in my tolerance for, for spice. Not at that top level, mind. But just above average. Like in nearly everything I do, sadly. What? Oh, yeah. Josh was uh, obviously just trying to save room. For the richness that is AMD's Together We Advance underscore gaming event. Because, of course, they have other Together We Advance events like uh, the Data Center one that's coming up. But this one was all about Radeon graphics. Specifically, the RX 7900 XTX and RX 7900 XT without the X on the end. And Lisa Sue was there. And so was I. I saw her in person walk out on stage and hold up the the GPU itself, and then we had, you know, the usual cast of characters uh, talking about it. So, what do you guys think, just from the announcements and the rumors? Well, I 
If I want one, hell, I'll take two. It's too bad multi-GPU is, is pretty much dead across the board. I mean, not even NVIDIA supports it with the 4090. 3080 Ti, 3080, 3090. That was the last last gasp of NVLink on consumer cards. And of course, you know, AMD gave that up a while back. I mean, I suppose you could try it. Well, there were rumors that, that this was going to be multi-GPU on one, you know, package. That you're going to have GPU mm-hmm. triplets with CUs. What do you think yeah. about the move to simply separate GPU from the memory dies? It's it's good. And I don't want to go over three hours worth of stuff, but we've been talking for a while that different structures require different uh, processes. And in this case, the memory controller and the cache could certainly be put on a larger process that is less expensive because it really doesn't affect the overall performance of the logic that is in the GPU or the GCD in this case, which is five nanometer. The MCD stuff is six nanometer. And I mean, we've, we've looked back to the past and have seen like, you know, analog type stuff, um, you know, mixed signal that they work better on larger planar processes for the most part that they don't require um, you know, the density and, and, and that kind of stuff that a, a lower process number with FinFETs will give. And so they've, they've swapped it all into a 330 millimeter square GPU core, which is about as powerful, not quite as a 4090, which has a 660 millimeter square, I think somewhere around there. Uh, entire thing. And of course, using smaller chiplets around that has not only the memory controller, but the infinity cache, which in this case can be kind of considered a hybrid L2, L3 cache for a GPU. Uh, You can put those on smaller chips that you can just then use on an interposer. Interposers are not terribly expensive. You still have to pay for the silicon and, and, um, you know, some of the etching and, and litho and stuff in, on there, but that is really basic as compared to, you know, a, a 50 million transistor, 50 billion transistor die that the uh, GCD seems to be. So it's, uh, you have some trade offs. You can have smaller dies across the board, which means that you can put more of them on a wafer and you're going to have fewer defects per chip than if you have a, a larger chip. And so your yield is just going to go up just because. I mean, you, you've got all these more chips in there that are smaller in size. And so the chances of a defect showing up on them are, are much less. Um, the big problem there is then you still have to mount them on a interposer and there will be issues and sometimes mistakes and uh, defects in, in, in mounting seven different chips on a single interposer. But they've improved that over time because, you know, AMD has done that with HBM and now they're doing it with uh, multiple chips with the MCDs and the GCD. 
and they're not losing a lot of performance out of it. Uh, they're, they're able to really focus on one process technology for each kind of, uh, workload. And so these dense logic really works well on the five nanometer and you don't have to have that density with the memory controller and the infinity cache. And so they throw that off to a larger, cheaper, older process. In this case, this is kind of an enhanced seven nanometer from TSMC that they call six nanometer, put it all together and you have something that works pretty well. There's a lot of engineering behind it. There's a lot of work, a lot of years to get it to do, but it does pretty well. And so overall, you still have a, a smaller uh, overall product than the 49er, but you've got 80 to 90% of the performance in, in most things. Okay. So, first of all, first of all, can I just stop for a second? <laughs> we have no idea sure. how it stacks up against We'd, the 4090. And in fact, they wouldn't talk about it in relation to the 4090. They only, I think it was Frank Azor who like the next day said, uh, I'm talking to Gordon Mung with uh, PC World, that it was a 4080 competitor. Kind of the attitude was, obviously, this is not a 4090 competitor. Look at the price yeah. segment. But I, if, you, if you're being very critical of it and just looking at some of the numbers that they've actually presented, first of all, there are lingering questions they did not announce, they did not talk about at the keynote itself about the potential for added latency when you're offloading the memory subsystem. They're saying they're using the world's fastest chiplet interconnect with a peak bandwidth of six point or 5.3 terabytes per second, but there could be a latency penalty by taking it away and onto a separate uh, system like this. I think that's probably why they didn't end up going with uh, GPU like CU chiplets, just because they don't. There's not a fast enough interconnect, interconnect technology for that yet. But the other yeah, thing and that's is, the, the 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 edges the the edge. It's something that they had talked about or other people had is, you know, you got two big GPUs in there and you connect them and then you've got to have some kind of connections in there. And then you have multiple uh, memory modules around the edge. Well, how are, how are those going to communicate? How, how can you have one kind of control that will do? I mean, it's, it's the, the problem with the, the AMD CPUs, CCDs is you cross CPU connection, mm. um, that is not on chip, you take a significant latency. And so, yeah, originally when I had thought about, well, how's AMD going to do this multi-chiplet thing for GPUs? And, and I was thinking more along the line of, of multiple CPU cores that are attached to a single memory controller. And the uh, the, the pinouts, the, the bumps don't make sense in that thing because you just can't have enough connections with the die area. But with this, with, you know, a single large, you know, GPU with a bunch of memory controllers, that does work because you've, you've got the amount of bumps and, and interconnects and whatnot that, that can make it work. But you're right that there is going to be a latency issue. However, they cover that up with one, there's still cash on the, yeah. the GPU and there's still a large amount of caches on each of those MCDs. And so even though you've got a jump, 
you know, two spots to get to uh, to get the main memory, uh, you've still got that a, a still pretty tremendous amount of, of infinity cache on those memory modules that are just one hop away. And so that's one of the uh, that that's it's one of the drawbacks of such thing is that you're not going to have the speed of a single monolithic die because you can design that in there. You, you can control the traces, you control the wires, all of that. When you go to an interposer, you lose a little bit of control of that and you got to slow things down. It's just the way it is, but it's still pretty dang fast. And I think that they've done a pretty decent job of figuring out where the bandwidth issues are, um, how to get around some of those things. And we haven't even talked about them stacking the MCDs, even though from the initial uh, abstracts that I've seen, it doesn't add a whole lot more performance, but it is an option for later once they continue to develop the architectures and uh, the infrastructure of all of this. One thing that I think is interesting is when they're, they talked about performance during the event. They had this graph. First of all, they told us that the raw, like the actual pure render advantage versus the 6950 XT, the previous flagship, was 1.5x with the XTX. Then they showed uh, this performance graph that everybody has, which is up to 1.7x faster. Now, that's obviously going to be dependent upon the game, driver optimization, that sort of thing. But what they told us was that the actual raw power is about 1.5x. The interesting thing is they're showing only at 4K, and 4K is where the previous series lost to NVIDIA, where there were tremendous cards at 1080 and 1440, but then would regress once you went up to 4K. And I thought that was just a product of memory bandwidth as much as anything else, and they had made up for a lot of that limitation with the Infinity Cache, which is actually down with this generation. It was 128 megabytes with that uh, 6900 series, uh, those cards, and now it's 96 as the max with the XTX. But they've obviously made improvements to the memory system. What is it? I believe it's 384 bit now. Yeah, it's there's of uh, the fully enabled part, the XTX, uh, six 64 bit MCD chiplets. So each of those providing a 64 bit memory controller. So 384 bits. So significantly wider. More memory bandwidth. Yeah, up obviously. from 256 bit. Yeah. Plus, you've got six controllers, and so you've got a lot more granularity going to that memory. I, I, I'm not surprised at all that they're having big gains at 4K. I'd like to see what the gains are at 1440. I'm guessing they're much lower than 1.5x because 4K was the weak spot with the RX 6000 series, and not a single mention of 1440 that I saw. There, this was definitely being pushed as a 4K value alternative to NVIDIA. Price was mentioned a lot. And the fact that these are being launched at uh, $999 for the XTX. And apparently $899 for the XT. But who here would spend $900 to get a card that's <clears throat> like 10 or 15% slower than the one that's $999? I don't understand that price. And I feel like it's just a placeholder until... NVIDIA's 4080, 12-gig replacement, whatever that's going to be, the, uh, the 4070 or 4070 Ti, depending on what that launches at, 
I wonder if we'll see a price adjustment there, but who knows? I think for the first month, they'll sell out of both easily. Yes. Yeah. Availability will be. That's the big question. Yeah. Uh, We should probably get into just a basic overview of the specs. I don't know if I have the right slide in here, but the. There was uh, an interesting disparity between what had been announced and uh, the rumors about the 7900 XTX with regard to the shader count, which is 6,144, I believe. For some reason, I did not put it in the woefully inadequate news post. (laughs) And the rumor had been something double that. That, Aren't they that, like double pumping each CU somehow? It must be because it's, uh, it's 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 like two banks of, of, mm-hmm. of vector units that <clears throat> that they can they can somehow get away with that. Uh, I can't remember. I mean, it's is it was a function of RDNA two. So, <clears throat> I mean, on paper, <clears throat> other than the big jump up in memory size and the new chiplet architecture for the memory and memory controllers. It's not that big of a jump in just the shader cores. It goes from 80 to 96 CUs, and it has less infinity cache. But it has a 384-bit uh, memory bus now instead of 256. And the clocks was the other thing. We had heard that this would be like a 3 gigahertz product, and they're talking, what is it, 2.5 gigahertz? That boost, yeah. So not quite as f- as fast. This does leave room at the top. I don't know if... If they're playing cat and mouse with NVIDIA. But what, I mean, where can they go after XTX? Would it be the <laughs> 7950 XTX next? Uh, maybe I'll just call it Radeon Does Dallas. Or, or you know what? I, I'm stealing this. It's pretty hardcore. From I someone. Hear. But uh, <laughs> Charlie uh, brought up the Platinum Edition. Remember those? The X850 oh, yeah. XT PE. Yeah. PEs. What if there's a PE later? That has well, we haven't thought response. about 9550, wait, 7950, or the 7990. Oh, 7990, but that would be dual GPU, wouldn't it? What if that's the yeah. chiplet? What if that's the GPU chiplet model? To me, like be. this bizarre rectangular package with two of those uh, GCDs on it. Maybe. Long and short of it, I'm I'm happy that there's competition and... Their price is lower than the forty nine ninety. Performance is from what we can extrapolate from a sixty nine fifty versus a forty nine forty ninety. Um, it's going to be eighty to eighty five percent of that speed, which is still pretty good, and considering it's two thirds the cost. I don't know. Not trying to fanboy or anything and say that this is fire, but uh, it's it's a nice. <laughs> hey, it's Josh. nice to have something under twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, it it is, and it's well under twelve hundred bucks because it's nine ninety nine. It yeah. will never be widely available for nine ninety nine, at least not at launch. But it will be at AMD dot com for nine ninety nine. I would love I would every love Thursday. To see. Yeah. <laughs> Gavin Thomas in the YouTube chat. Any uh, any arc news? Are you seriously hungry for arc news? Oh my gosh. <laughs> do I look like I'm equipped to talk about an Intel graphics product right now? 
<laughs> I actually forgot to put Arc News in there. I apologize. With my uh, RDNA three jacket, jacket. Look, and shirt, um, yeah, and T-shirt. You look very. You if ever, I said fire, would that be over the top? You look it's it fire. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit more about uh, fabric because you know it's all about the fabric now that we're in a chiplet world, and this is it is know, chiplets taking over. It's, it's, I guess, related because TSMC has created the 3D Fabric Alliance to accelerate chiplet design. Chiplets everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere now. So everybody everywhere. benefits from the work that uh, AMD has done and working with Let's TSMC not look at it that closely. way. Let's, well, I mean, TSMC is their fab. That's true, but this is just a strange coincidence. They didn't really. I'm sure. Okay. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. yeah. All right. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they did. Maybe that was part of the agreement. It's like, hey, can we use some of these learnings from our experience? Mm, uh, and AMD yeah. gracefully yeah. said, "But of course." Or maybe that was just required. Like we have no choice. Mm. I mean, we've been no. moving to a chiplet <clears throat> world since. Well, you know, since computers were were invented. Because think about it: memory controllers, I/O. CPUs, graphics cards, all of these things were once disparate chips slowly connected over old buses. And they've slowly gotten faster and together. Mm -hmm. And now we have to go the other way and remove these things from the main die and put them in other dies. But you still need a fast connection. It's like what was once old is now new again. Okay. It's like the, 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 the thing going from microcomputers to mainframes to personal computers and then back to like blades and virtual computers and it all so just goes around. Terminals coming back. Well, I mean, I'm in, I, I am, I kind of consider myself a dumb terminal anyway. Oh, that's then, fair. You're certainly not wise. No, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> he's more he's more tectronics. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was gonna go with Wang, but okay. Yeah, okay, everybody wang. wants some Wang. SGI. Remember SGI? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Silicon graphics. What was the interconnect between their chips called? Oh was it Infiniband? Numalink. Numalink. And now we have this story called something about Newlink Interconnect Tech. I wonder. I just, I read this. I'm like, wait a minute. Isn't that like an SGI thing? And I had to look it up and it was Numalink, not Newlink. So startup chiplet designer Elian, if that's how it's pronounced, they have a Newlink Interconnect Tech and it could be a competitor to what TSMC is trying to do with their interconnect. Look, yeah, look who's pouring money into this. Interesting. Uh, who is? Intel and Micron. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so TSMC maybe is not going to own the full slice of the chiplet pie. Did, did I mix my metaphors on that? I probably did. I'm going with the it. whole bag of chiplets? Oh, yep, there. That's better. Not, <laughs> I'm not getting the whole bag of chiplets. <laughs> so definitely investigate that if you're interested. Yeah. It, it is... We're obviously in the very early days, but clearly this is where the industry is going. I mean, if if you're an Apple fan, you think the industry is just going to all SOCs. You're just going to have an SOC that's ultra powerful, unified memory, an elegant solution, that way uh, super quiet systems that get really that really is the hot. Way. Mm. Uh, yeah, 
but the, on the PC side, it's like, no, let's start putting, sh- make the ships bigger, make the GPUs mm. bigger than they've ever been, drawing more power yeah. than they ever have. And it's beautiful. It's like uh, Steve Jobs once talked about uh, trucks, like PCs on a desk or like a truck. And then, you know, most people just need a car and the car is the like the appliance style computer that you don't need to get into and upgrade. But then your truck, you know, if you're like a you know cat or making 3D movies, then yeah, you still need a desktop or but a workstation. But not everybody needs that truck. Right, that not everybody Steve's needs a point. truck. That's what he said. Yeah. You don't have to drive an F-350 to and from your kid's school in the morning. That's but right. People, but people and, do. But Intel and Micron also think chiplets. That's an interesting idea. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Hey, speaking of chiplets and Intel, Intel mm-hmm. isn't just bringing chiplets. They're bringing HBM. Mm, uh, clever to, CPUs. Yeah, yep. to the to the uh, uh, data center. They're it's Intel Max, Intel Max series. Remember, uh, what is it? Ponte Vecchio. That was just a code yeah. name. It's actually Intel Max. Intel Data Center GPU Max series is what it's now officially known as. And it's uh, it's kind of impressive what they've done, especially on the CPU side, because where's the actual uh, listing here? So the Xeon Max CPU, quoting Intel's press room here, offers up to 56 performance cores constructed of four tiles connected using Intel's embedded multi-die interconnect bridge, EMIB technology, in a 350-watt envelope. So it has 64 gigabytes of HBM. And I think there's a high version. bowel movement. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me. There's Maybe a version. It's hard. hard bowel movement. There's a version <sighs> of the GPU that has 128 gigabytes of HBM. Yep. That's the Mac Series 1550. Very affordable. And that's sure HBM not, 2E. 2E. This is, we're talking like. Very, very high bandwidth. And they're claiming... This is some serious data center stuff that yeah. you, you've you got to do some heavy-duty programming to, to extract everything out of that because memory management is not going to be exactly simple. But once you hit it, it's going to be fantastic because that's a lot of memory, very fast, extremely low latency. It's It's nice that AMD was able to do HBM for so many years with their graphics cards and really kind of get the technology down. Uh, okay. So but they're not the only one. I mean, Z-Links, Z-Links did HBM, I believe, as well. Some good stuff, Maynard. Good stuff. AMD has a, a data center event tomorrow. So we'll yep. see if, if uh, Intel's claim that they have 68% less power usage than AMD Milan X cluster for the same HPCG performance claim is uh, still true after tomorrow. We'll have to see. Because they're, they're claiming be some epic. some wins. In, oh, okay. Some you know, that's like three for... Applications here. That's three gonna for you. You're going to be any cut off. X3D <laughs> stuff for this next-gen epic? Mm-hmm. Be interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only heard rumors, mm-hmm. but that's it. Speaking of rumors, I'll tell you the the pipe cleaner has already gone through, and you can get it if you're lucky it for three hundred and twenty nine dollars. Mm-hmm. Pipe cleaner. What the X three D? Yeah, if you're, yeah. I've been going back to AMD's page repeatedly, and it's still. I've been looking for it. I, I can see it for three sixty nine now, somewhere. <laughs> But I'm I'm still waiting for that 329 price point again. Man has his limits, right, Josh? Oh, I do. 
You got to set them. Speaking of limits, Andre in the chat says, you guys need a girl host. I, I can't look at you guys for too long. Like, <laughs> girl. How do you think yeah. we feel? That's yeah, what I we said. We have to stare at each other, too. <laughs> <sighs> All right, that's why I try to keep like the monitor up as much as possible. I mean, here I am. I mean, you got Charlie Brown, you got Sebastian, who looks like a fourteen-year-old boy. You got Brett, who, Still. well, let's not go through there. And then, no, please, Jeremy, he's, he's got frosting on the bottom of his mustache, and you wonder what that's from, but you don't really want to wonder what it's from. <laughs> but you know, <sighs> well, you know, I did see a roommate, so. <laughs> He's also frosty on the chin. Mm, yes. Right. Well, speaking okay, of rumors, somebody said she, somebody said I'm going to go there. It was on Best Buy's website for that price, the X3D. So I just went there. Was and it's they can be notified. I wonder if this will ever come back in stock at this mm, price. I think it will. You think it will? I better. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to buy one at three twenty nine. I should have, but I, I'm cheap and I hate myself. Okay. But I'm redundant. Well, I already had the 7800X, so it was like, why should I buy it? Oh, because it's so much better. Um, you had a 7800X? That, what? Nobody does. You mean a 5800 No, sorry, a 5800X. 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 Yeah, the vanilla 5800X. Oh, yeah, well, mm. the X3D. No, no, listen, the X3D is faster in gaming, but it is not faster in applications because of the clock. Yeah, no. Okay. Looking at tech power up here, they're saying the canceled NVIDIA GeForce RTX 4080 gig will be rebadged as a 4070 Ti and bound for January? Question mark? So that's the rumor right now. According to Copite 7 Kimmy. Reliable source. Well, yeah. Uh, traditionally has a, f a decent track record with the Twitter data mining leaks. And uh, obviously we already know a lot about the GPU because it had another name at one point. My question one is point. going to be price, because now that AMD is going to have the XT at 900, is a 4070 Ti fast enough to justify that price? Are they going to talk about RTX features and benefits and you know DLSS and software, or are they going to lower the price if the XT outperforms it? I mean, according to Josh, the XTX is already 90% of a 4090s. 90%. If you extrapolate that extrapolation <laughs> down to the XT, then it's 80% of a 4090. So that's obviously going to be faster than a 4070 Ti. You're kind of confusing me now. Because then the 40, doesn't... I mean, if you look at the 4080, even if the 4080 is somewhere in between like a 3090 and a 4090, then would you characterize that with Red Dead Redemption 2 benchmark? Well, or if are you, you talking only, more of a RTX type ray well, tracing, yeah, make sure benchmark. you only benchmark the uh, Ryzen Radeon yeah. specific games because I think that'll give you the clearest picture of the true benefit, obviously, of the yes. uh, Radeon's architecture. Ray tracing, what's that? Well, I mean, hey, AMD has oh, it ray does tracing. trace rays better. And Dude, Quake 2 RTX still looks great. Yeah. Plays good, too. I did post some reasoned uh, projections of where this actually falls in the staff channel. Oh, brother. No, oh, that's okay. just silliness. Are we, are we really going to keep on? I think at some point, honestly, I think at some point there will be some actual reviews of these new cards. That we yeah. can figure out. But you know what? For, For the next six months, it's going to be useless because you won't be able to pick any of them up. I mean, 
if they thought it beat the 4080, wouldn't they be able to charge 1200 for it? If it's competing on price and the 4080 is 1200 and their card is 1000, doesn't that mean that it's probably going to be like 5% slower than the 4080? Probably. It'll probably end up trading blows with the 4080 and those AMD titles will be uh, a, a big advantage for them and then in stuff like Metro Exodus Enhanced, it'll be you know lower and you know. Yeah, and we still don't know how much they added to make RT performance better as compared to what Nvidia has, and still, yeah, Nvidia has a lot of matrixy, matrixy uh, yeah, competing parts that I don't think AMD really has, and so. FSR is not DLSS, but DLSS three is not exactly DLSS two and frame interpolation. Yeah, it it gets really confusing because math is math, and there's more than one way to skin a cat, and we have to figure out what is the better experience, and that's gonna suck. Does anybody yeah. remember this card? Oh, wasn't I do gorgeous. remember that card. How, so. how I short love that lived. little cube in the end. Yeah, I love the cube in the end. This is the Radeon 7. Mm-hmm. I'm going back to our review of that card. And if we look at one of their slides, they talked about how it had 1.8x gaming performance uh, per area, I guess, compared to Vega 64. It was a Vega 64 die shrink that was clocked higher. And it had two additional... HBM2 modules so it could double the bandwidth as well as double the memory capacity. So you're like... Get another pipe cleaner. It was... I mean, the bandwidth was incredible. One terabyte. Mm -hmm. We only just have that with the 4090 on the NVIDIA side of things. And it was just... It looked so good. Had so much memory. We were talking like, how could you ever even use 16 gigabytes? And they were talking... You know, with the event with us saying, you know, it's this is for content creators as much as it is for gamers. This is fantastic. There's so many things you can do with this, with all of this fast HBM2 memory. And then we actually started seeing gaming performance. And oh, this is an older article, so it doesn't have the, um, well, I guess it does have the, anyway, if we actually look at some benchmarks, I don't even know what I tested here. Oh boy, Ash is a singularity. Uh, Far Cry 5. Man, this is a woefully out-of-date article. Uh, it ended up just basically trading blows with the 2080, is what it comes down to. If you go out and look at uh, reviews from that era, it wasn't, it was not consistently faster than even a 2080. And it, it just sounded unbelievable. And it looked so impressive on paper. But then the 5700 series came out. The 5700 XT was generally faster in most games and the Radeon 7 went EOL just a few short months after it was launched. So I don't it's I'm not saying that the new product is a Radeon 7. I'm just saying that sometimes if you look at the charts, once the actual performance numbers are known, it doesn't look as impressive as the theoretical like 1.8x, 1.7x, 1.5x gains. We'll just have to wait and see. I'm a little I'm just a little worried because of the price, that's all. They're we've, got this one, uh, we've got one benchmark that really, really depends on memory bandwidth, and it blows everyone away. But don't do that in a normal game, because, well, you know. I'm discovering that benchmark. they're just... Benchmarking sucks, by the way. <laughs> I just want to run 3D Mark, because it's, it's, it's so linear. It's like, oh, this card is faster than that card, and that card is faster than this card. 
but the you actually start testing games and there are some games that are way more CPU dependent mm-hmm. than than GPU dependent and even at high resolutions I could not believe and I mean I'm very late to the party here it's like been 2 years but Microsoft Flight Simulator I've been trying to use that a lot lately uh, in benchmarking and it is uh it's very CPU bound uh so I mean way more than most games so I'm not getting that nice, clean scaling from one GPU to the next. It's like, why is it that I'm getting almost the same result with a 4090 as I am with a 3090? And then I realize, well, it's the same CPU, and I'm yeah, the resolution isn't high enough on this ultra-wide to really be GPU-bound. So that would have to be like a 4K or higher test, or maybe one of those new, I don't know. Let's pause here for a word from this week's podcast sponsor. Getting a good working business team to become more than any individual member takes effort. Want to help your team work more efficiently? Does your current tooling scatter information and communication channels in different directions? Well, then we should talk about Coda. If you want to eliminate the loose ends that can slow down your team to a crawl, pull your resources and put everything into Coda docs and see how easy it is for your team to get it all together. Once you start to work in Coda, you can stop asking things like, hey, is this the latest version? Where do those performance stats live? We're maxed out on our licenses. Can we get the usage reports? Hey, what's the status on the media buy? And what was the decision on that? This kind of confusion and accompanying limitations are what you get when your work products and processes are spread across a bunch of tools that are supposed to support your team, but really, they hijack your collaboration flow and slow down team momentum. Coda centralizes your work, no matter the format, so your team can cooperate without roadblocks. If you want better collaboration without the aggravation, Coda is the all-in-one tool that's going to make a difference. You can start right now for free. Head over to coda.io slash pcper. That's C-O-D-A dot I-O slash pcper to get started now for free. Coda.io. Take a look. We're back, and it's been a year and a bit since Windows 11 launched, and I hope not on this Latitude laptop because that looks a little too old for Windows 11. I don't think the 630 would run it, no. But the problem is... Yeah, you'd have to that get a lot of corporations are still handing those out, and there's <laughs> no TPM 2.0 on there. Excellent. But by That's now, Windows 11 must have super penetration. Right, Josh? What's the number? 15.4%. Oh. 15.4? Okay. <laughs> yeah, which is amazingly up from 2, 2% from last month, so I have a feeling a lot of those latitudes died over the last month, and they had to go get an upgrade. How convenient. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, Landsweeper, which uh, is not one I use, but it's definitely a, one of the larger corporate asset managers, and they do scrape a bit of the data from the people that are using it, said that half of the systems it monitors are even capable of enabling TPM 2.0. So they've literally got rid of half of their customer base from the businesses just off the bat. So yeah, it's, it's shocking that, uh, you know, it's got such pathetic... Uh, penetration in what is generally what Microsoft sees as their biggest customer base. I, I was also amused that Android is up to oh, just over 42% of all things running are running an Android operating system. Huh. Sadly, you know, probably out of date ones, but you know, still. That gives us the perfect huh. transition because you know why Android obviously is on everything because it's free and yeah. It runs on ARM, and it's it's so easy to implement Android on ARM because there's no... Roy- wait a minute, hold on. Oh, wait. Qualcomm Whoops. is claiming that ARM will start charging royalties. 
Oh yeah, this is this is truly hilarious. Of all of the insane legal cases that we've had, of which a few have been armed versus Qualcomm or vice versa, this just this takes the cake. Uh, Qualcomm picked up uh, Nuvia, which uh, made a lot of you know ARM stuff because ARM doesn't make processors; they license their designs. So when Qualcomm bought Nuvia, they said, "Well, we own all the IP now, so we don't have to pay you licenses, ARM." To which ARM is like, "You know, Nuvia paid us licensing. You don't get to just sort of say that you now own it." So Qualcomm threw a hissy fit, uh, lawyered up. And is essentially claiming that this is proof that ARM is now going to be completely changing their business model. The whole way that they've operated, the way that they have the most uh, processors on the planet by several orders of magnitude, is that they're not going to be licensing it in the same way. It will only be ARM. So whereas, you know, AMD put out, or Intel put out the chip with the ARM uh, add-on on it. Well, you wouldn't be allowed to do that. It'd have to be 100% ARM. Uh, NVIDIA playing with their ARM for the GPU, talking to each other. No, no. It would have to be an ARM GPU and an ARM processor and an ARM interconnect. And, you know, just essentially destroy their entire business model that has been up until this point and made them, you know, one of the most successful companies on the planet. Of course, you got to look at this and say that Qualcomm is just being pissy because they figured they'd gotten an out on the licensing fees. And... They were told that they didn't, and so now they're just really, really mad and trying to convince everyone that ARM is completely changing everything completely. They haven't gone so far as to claim that ARM's going to start making processors, but I'm expecting that to come out in the court case at some point. It's it's ridiculous. So they're claiming, the documents I've seen, with there's so much redacted stuff in it, you can't really read it, but yeah, they're claiming that they've been threatened, basically, that you need to start paying up or, you know... You're not going to get the license when this one expires, and correct it's going to destroy because your business. That's how ARM works. And by saying that you bought a company that was an ARM licensee, and therefore you don't have to license what they licensed anymore because you own that licensee's product, and that's the basis of their case. And it's baffling. But uh, for Qualcomm, that would be huge to not have to pay the licensing fees to ARM. They would double their revenue immediately, at least, I'm sure. Hmm. Uh, so you can see, see why they would do this, but it's just, it's ridiculous. They, they wouldn't double the revenue, but it would no, be a maybe significant not. jump. Yeah. yeah, it'd be a huge yeah. jump. And of course, they're saying this, ARM's going to do this to everyone, to which ARM is like, well, yeah, we kind of do. That's, that's our business. <laughs> but then again, you've got... Uh, the the little flyaway part of uh, ARM over in China that you know they fired the yeah, CEO no, that, and just that, said that is no, no I'm not leaving thing. They, they yeah no but yeah. it took them what two years three years something like that two yeah. years all right let's look at a racing rig this is not just Ooh. a steering wheel. I know Jeremy called Josh out on this, which is why I pulled this one in. Something mm-hmm. like, I don't Josh, know. I said don't some, you what did something you? like this? I, I did nothing there. in this. He, he he did it all himself. It's oh, really? it's a okay. rig that okay. does triple screens, and it's got a mount for your racing wheel, but it also has a mount for your aircraft throttle and stick and pedals. Yep. And there's a sound bar so, mounted underneath. 
one of the the, the front uh, monitor yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, nice. I, I didn't you got, notice you that. You got the subwoofer in the back. Yeah, you got that. the PC to the left. Uh-huh. It's got a place to hang yeah. your headphones. Mm-hmm. And there you go, eight hundred bucks to make Josh jealous. The problem is that's just the frame. The wheel, the Hotas, oh, yeah. everything else is going to cost you a, a little bit more. Just a bit. And there's a whole bunch of options. There's even remember the old butt kicker, the the, the engine that you put underneath your chair so that it would kick was you. Was that in like a, a puck? Have you met my wife? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Was that like a, a a large puck that you could attach to the chair? Yeah, and it, yeah, and it'd thump you if you yeah. or uh, if you were hit if it hit uh, like your driving games and you hit gravel, it it was supposed to shake you around and. Mm-hmm. People didn't like them because they broke quickly and, well, it was literally a pain in the ass. Um, but they've brought it back for this. You can, you can license, you can rent one or buy one rather. Hmm. All right. Are we ready for yeah. security corner? I think so. Are we ever? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not, but it's, it's all you, Jeremy. This is a story about Microsoft Copilot programming aid leaking secrets and ignoring licenses. Yeah. So Microsoft designed this thing for people that don't like to code, which more or less will take naturally written language and turn it into uh, an app of your choice, right? It it was originally meant for a visual basic, but then they realized, wait, we own GitHub. We could just scrape everything off of there and teach it how to, you know, turn natural language into operations and make it work. Problem is, like many things, like to wander around and collect pretty things, it didn't really pay attention to who owned it or whether or not they should have it. So one of the guys that uh, has produced a lot of stuff and posted onto GitHub is like, yeah, so I searched for a bunch of my code and found it. And we're talking like over a hundred lines of code, which under like an OSS license, you have to require the, the author's name is required to be attributed. Copilot don't care. Copilot just grabs it and says, hey, it looks like you're trying to write an email. Here's the pro- code to do it. Oh, too bad it was proprietary from someone who posted it to GitHub that maybe shouldn't have because there are private repositories, but Microsoft owning it can get at them. So there was also a few snippets of uh, proprietary code that really, really should not have been snatched that has. And now people are just paying for Copilot and getting it to write their code for them using code that is essentially been pirated but it's not microsoft's fault it, it's the ai did it sure it's totally the ai this is the future intellectual property courtesy yeah. of your ai going right back to bleeping computer for our second security story here <laughs> open ssl fixes two high severity vulnerabilities what you need to know this is from back on november 1st but what are the uh patches for remember log4j oh go ahead that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. It, this this has been compared to that, but this is again only an OpenSSL 3.0, of which there's a lot, a lot, a lot of other code out there that's not based on Open OpenSSL 3 yet. In all fairness, what was it like? Almost ten thousand systems. Yes, but there's there's no proof of concept that this uh, remote code execution can be actually put into play quite yet mm-hmm. and it hasn't been proven it's it's viable just that it looks like it will be possible yeah because like 
that was one of the things when they first started reporting on this, it did sound like log4j, like the, the world is crashing down. And then as you read into it, it's like, okay, yeah, in theory, this is an issue. Oh, wait, but it's also been patched. So, you know, it's, it's probably not going to spread to a whole bunch of things, except for those lazy people that uh, migrated and then never did anything well, since. Well, three is bigger than one. And as the chart that Sebastian just had up there a moment ago, which was the sort of global world usage of the very, very, very commonly used OpenSSL to handle all kinds of encryption, OpenSSL 3.0 as a percentage is actually relatively small. It's only a relatively single small. digit per- yeah, 1.5% percent of the yes. uh, yeah. global usage. Yeah. But if you're using it, and check your systems if you you might be if you're on something fairly new. Um, you want to make sure that you've turned off certain things or patched it immediately. Like this is not playing with the new Linux mm-hmm. kernel. Yeah, you're an mm-hmm. early adopter, and you should stay. Yeah, stay in the know. This, this is not viable yet, but it is possible. <laughs> Gaming. Yep. Quick hits, and these better be quick. Quick. Atomic Heart gets a release date and an odd new trailer. What is odd about it? Well, it should take about, I don't know, six or seven minutes to run, except it's done in high speed and oh. only takes about a minute and 20 or so. What? It looks pretty, but I don't quite understand why they went with what they went with. Okay. Yeah, oh. this is. Like, then there'll be a cinematic. And then we're back to. <laughs> oh wait, I thought that the speed was just screwed up. Like I'll just go like half speed on YouTube, but no. Then, then the other parts would be interminable. Uh, I, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's I, just it how looks fast gorgeous. you move in the game. Is that was like oh, it's I hyper? No, no. Okay, they should just re-upload this. It doesn't. It's strange. That's okay. It's you know, I kind of like this. I kind of like this because you know we we get so many trailers and whatnot that ruin everything. Yeah, <laughs> this does not ruin a damn thing. Well, yeah, you have to. Well, except yeah. like that. Was that a quick hit for you? It was that was a quick hit? Yes, it was quick. Let's see what is next. Too quick. Oh, this is a much ready. slower game. I wasn't even ready. This is Riven. Riven slow. is a much slower game. <laughs> Quite. We've, but we've all heard of Riven, the sequel to Mist. It's getting an official quote from the ground up. End quote remake okay do you guys remember when you know obviously miss came out sebastian was too young yeah and then about 12 years later they actually had a real-time 3d mist version Mm -hmm. it's kind of a kind of amazing it took that long but now we got stuff that just knocks your socks off real time i like the pre-rendered uh, look of the original Miss. That's nice, dear. <laughs> okay, in development. I, th- that's I think it I might just, be enjoyable. That was 30 seconds to just have a logo and say in development. That's it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's introducing you to the pacing of the game. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> We've, we're building it from the ground up. We haven't done it yet. We're still talking about it. It's mostly on, like, napkins, but... We're, we're in IRC now, yeah. and we're talking about it. We are talking about it and sharing images and memes back and forth. This could introduce yeah. a whole new audience to the R- Riven Mist yeah. saga. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, dozens of people are excited about this. Almost forty yes. years on, Elite on BBC Micro has an impressive new editor mod. Yes, of course, this is the groundbreaking. It it kind of is, but it's literally for the forty-year-old game. They yeah. they have literally yeah. put out a universe editor for the forty-year-old version of Elite. Well, hey, some of the times you started a game and the universe that you spawned in sucked donkeys. <laughs> so it'd be nice to be able to, you know, unmess it up. So is that what's behind you today? Bront? Yeah. Yes. Bront. Yes, it is. Br- I don't know Brent. who Bront is. Hey, Brent. <laughs> They're good games or Bront. Okay, yes, but this was, is Bront. This was okay. a wonderful game. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I don't, yeah. I don't think that the that the radar concept has been done better since, honestly. No, nope. I think. That Although was I don't the, miss having them match rotations with the uh, space stations. Homeworld. That's on, that the, up, be, home world that's on the upper screen radar. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I don't know. They may have stolen that idea. I haven't played Homeworld. Probably, recently. but I don't care. Yeah, pretty much. And they did a good, and it was prettier because I mean it wasn't running on a sixty-five hundred well, two. More advanced. Yeah, yeah. but anyway. <laughs> Elite was groundbreaking in, in a lot of ways, and it was a very enjoyable game and had a lot of replayability, at least for me. I enjoyed it. They fit a whole universe in a little tiny thing. Mm-hmm. It was different every time. All right. And finally, Bungie is begging PS5 owners to please <laughs> stop playing the old PS4 version of Destiny 2. <laughs> I know we know it's easy. Just please stop. Please download our giant file. Does it fix uh, something? Are there bugs? I know that not every PS4 game works perfectly on the PS5. But. Today's public service announcement, please stop playing the PS4 version of Destiny 2 on a PS5. Please, please, please. <laughs> well, I mean, is there's a new is there a new PS4 version update that's free? Or they just don't want you playing at all? Yeah, it's no, free. I mean, oh, they have a free PS5 upgrade. So they want you yeah, to... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why not? Why would you play the PS4 version? I, Unless you, it doesn't because have, like... Because it's convenient. Cross, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Can you... I have a PS5 and I haven't tried to do this. But the only, actually, no, the only game that I transferred my PS4 save to the PS5 version was Final Fantasy VII Remake. But I, I don't know. I don't think it necessarily works seamlessly from one version to the next. Maybe it does. I have no idea. Well, I mean, they're trying to make it more difficult to play the version from the four. Okay. Like apparently, there's all sorts of warnings and stuff. Hey, would you like to just download a couple hundred gigs and play the uh, PlayStation Five version? Which would be nice, right? Please. That's what they're saying. Yeah. My guess is eventually they'll pull the plug on it or something, and then yeah. make it make it more and more difficult for you to to do that one. They're, they're tired of supporting it. You know, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And it's free. Free upgrade. Yeah, it's like Microsoft saying, oh, you had a problem with Windows 10, we'll upgrade to Windows 11. No. Yeah, no. No, it feels different. That that doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> you have a problem with the PS5? Get a damn Xbox. <laughs> that's what, they're not saying that? Okay. All right. No, nope, uh, that's different. That's different let's, also. Let's go to Picks. Uh, that's good customer service. Let's, let's go to Picks of the Week, Josh. Picks of the Week? Let's started. Picks of the Week? <laughs> Why do we want to talk about Picks of the Week? You can't even get it. You can order it, but you can't get it. It's a GPU, isn't it? Maybe you can't get it. No. You have to be well Solid connected. Eye. Somebody I know here oh. is well connected. Solidime. The P44 Pro Series. This is the uh, 
It's the faster version. So Solidime is is a group that is now comprised of SK Hynix and X Intel storage. And their P44 is really one of their first new, truly new products. It's basically the uh, SK Hynix uh, Platinum P41, but with better firmware and a very special software driver that you install. And uh, it supposedly does a lot more interesting things than the base P41 does. And you can get this for $30 less than the SK Hynix P41 Platinum for the two terabyte version. Not two. Yeah, but it usually ships within one to four weeks, which kind of bummer, but... You know, they're available. Uh, they're doing interesting things with it. I'm kind of interesting uh, interested about the, the Solidime P41, which is different from the SK Hynix P41. Their marketing people are obviously insane. They learned from Western but, Digital. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, uh, yeah, supposedly this the, the software component and the firmware component uh, even makes the QLC non- cash version still really quick overall and they're dirt cheap so something to keep an eye on Uh, a friend of ours named alan i believe works for the group so yeah good stuff maynard interesting Mm. yeah when this was announced and then actually ended up launching on the same day as the 990 pro Mm-hmm. And I was actually supposed to get, uh, I was on the um, list to get the new Solidime drives, but they did not arrive in time for the launch. I have them now. It's one of the many things that arrived right when I was having to travel this AMD event. So I will get to that soon. I'm very excited to find out if, uh, I was on the call, they were talking about that software that you alluded to, Josh. Mm-hmm. And they were saying the numbers that we're advertising, like the 7,000 megabytes per second thing, is like, we think you'll be very pleasantly surprised by the performance. Like, they're yeah. understating the performance. And then in the Q&A section, uh, the team said, actually, yes, this is the same um, platform as Platinum P41. It is exactly the same hardware. It is a different firmware. And then uh, they're, they think we'll be very pleased with the boost we get from their software. I think they were talking like 10 to 12% performance. That's significant. It's very. So. Yeah. You know, you got to figure how powerful modern CPUs are and how many cycles are probably wasted and the stuff that they can do in terms of storage. That'd be interesting. Can't wait mm-hmm. to see the uh, results. Yes. Like maybe just stepping out of the way entirely and using direct storage. I mean, that's something a CPU can do is just get out of the way. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a thing. Well, that's, that's well, GPU, but... Yeah, true. Yeah. We're getting to that point, though, where you kind of want the CPU to just get away. DMA, DMA used to be a real thing on non-Intel CPUs, mm. by the way. DMA used to be a thing on Intel CPUs. Yeah, yep. It wasn't quite as it wasn't quite as D as. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't P.O. <laughs> Let's not talk about the D. Okay. <laughs> Let's not talk about the D. <laughs> Jeremy. Your pick. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, as a Canadian, I looked at the uh, U.S. pricing of the new cards from NVIDIA and AMD and realized that, yeah, that's probably not a thing that's going to happen, at least anytime soon. So I'm looking around, hey, we got any deals? And lo and behold, if you're a Canadian and while supplies last, uh, Canada Computers actually has a ridiculously good deal on a 6700 XT. A couple of others that were sort of good deals, but for... 500 bucks that is a hell of a cart uh and it's it's in stock you can actually grab it as opposed to you know standing in line and waiting and even if you check on uh your side of the border on amazon it's only about 60 bucks more than it is that you'd pay down there on special so yeah if you need a new card and you realize that there are chances of you getting one of these brand new ones is pretty much nothing and you don't want to spend a grand on one of the existing ones it's a pretty good deal I find it sad that you think this way when the nucleus of RDNA, you know, I mean, it has its roots. The DNA of RDNA is Canada, ATI, mm. the company that AMD oh, bought. Yeah. Uh, You're absolutely right. But the damn thing's going to be like 1600 bucks. The Canadian? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> And that's just for, like, the vanilla version. I'm sure there'll be OC yeah. versions that are much more expensive. Oh, yeah. Definitely hey, check your NVIDIA. your local corner micro center, everybody, oh, okay. uh, for, for these. What's, um, what's uh, the what? Looks like a 379. Oh, nice deal. For 67 XT, ROG Strix, overclocked. I don't know how many of those they have. Uh, three, and then 389. The Asus XT dual overclock dual fan. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Just you, everybody, just go right on down to their local micro center and right. just peruse the shelves. One. Everybody has yeah, one. one. Yeah. You know, micro center. It's the place where AM5 is is a cheap platform because they just give away the RAM. <laughs> they just, they've done that at least twice so far. Obviously, the uh, um, AM5 processors are not selling particularly well. Mm. Anyway, your pick, Brett. Um, I stole this article from Jeremy, which was, give me my mocha. And then uh, I read it and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Um, it is a really excellent solution for those who need to bring Internet to you know, a corner of, of their compound or property or house or attached uh, outbuilding or whatever that has old coax that is lying <laughs> dormant because you're not shuffling video around anymore. Everything is you know, wireless or IP based at this point. However, if you need a signal boost, wherever this cable still exists, there are ways to bring internet from as either as broadcast or point to point using these tran um, trans transceivers or adapters, mm -hmm. and they aren't that expensive. And with channel bonding, can get up to 2.5 gigabit. I actually bought some a little while ago, so I thought I'd bring it up again as another PSA for those people who find themselves in a very similar situation of a, a far-flung room where the Wi-Fi is weak or just because wired is often better, especially for gaming due to latency issues on Wi-Fi. These GoCoax adapters that is the next link over in the in the sheet were 130 bucks for a pair of them. And I, I do very similar to the, those right there um, for point to point rather than doing a broadcast on your on your 
whatever you have for a coax network is really going to be excellent. Even if you put a Wi-Fi extender you know, on the other end, I'm actually using these right now for the room here and I game out of it, obviously broadcast out of it. Um, they work great and up to 2.5 gigabit speed. What oh, about, they're actually less, uh, less expensive than I thought, 120 bucks for a pair. What about latency? Hmm. You're talking about using Wi-Fi extenders and this coaxial to Ethernet converter. In some ways, that's just to get you Wi-Fi. Not that I can detect a whole heck of a lot. I haven't really seen Team Fortress Two ping testing. I mean, (laughs) I wait. No, honestly, I haven't. I mean, the only time I ever broke that out was when I was testing network (laughs) equipment to test ping. Yeah, Um, but Uh, clearly, Josh, actually, someone just put out a mod with like Titan Max for uh, oh Team Fortress Two. Hmm. Yeah. But I think this stuff works Spies better than PowerLink. my dispenser. Ah. This stuff definitely works better than PowerLink. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't want to run network. And I, if you're going to be using this sort of thing over coax, like I was trying to say, I think the point-to-point stuff works a little bit better than broadcast because it actually divides the bandwidth based upon how many endpoints in use there are. So if you divide like you know the 2.5, you know you get 1.25 if you're dividing it by two, and they both max out. Anyway, so point to point is probably the best bang for the buck on this. And well priced for the technology and the abilities it gives you to use latent wiring. Latent. Yes. Wiring. Latent. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, inherent latency. I have mm-hmm. uh, a pick. We know. I have a pick. Oh. Uh, Do you? I'll just grab something on the shelf behind me. Okay. Yeah, as he shows off his RDNA three. Exactly, that again. was the real reason I had to move. Uh, it's the AMD Athlon sixty four for socket nine thirty nine. Now uh, socket seven fifty four was great, but socket nine thirty nine was so much better. Even you better, got dual channel yeah. memory, so much more bandwidth, and this is a thirty five hundred plus, still sealed in the original box. Look at that AMD oh, sticker on you. there. How much did you pay for that? Like thirty dollars, I think. Are you Ooh, serious? I'm, I'm That's serious. insane. When? Uh, two years ago, maybe. Yeah, I was gonna you say know, you can't do that. Now. I'm always on the lookout for uh, retro hardware deals, Josh. And once in a while, for you inexpensive find some. prices. It was from uh, like a uh, what was it? Like a recycling center or something. They wanted next to mm-hmm. nothing for them. So. So they have a whole yeah. It's like it's like when the uh, K six two plus and the K six three pluses you can get them for nineteen twenty five bucks a pop. I went and got one. Should have gotten more, but as poor or thirty dollars was a big deal at the time. You know what is really expensive? Next gen Voodoo sixes. Yes, but next mm-hmm. gen. You oh. know how AMD bought next gen and then that became yep. K six. Yep. Well, the pre-K6 next-gen CPUs, those are really expensive. We're talking like broken pins, $300. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, because there's only like 10,000 of them made. Yeah. I have one next-gen chip, and it's actually, I, I think it might be the math coprocessor chip. It is, it is strange. I have nothing to plug it into. I got it in a lot with some other stuff like a Pentium Pro and you know random hmm. processors, and then this next gen was in the box. Like, oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Good story. High five. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> nice. Nice one, Mayor. Oh, oh. 
Speaking of rare and odd computer hardware, I'll have to do a video on this at some point because over on the other side of the basement here, I have a very innocent, average-looking Dell business desktop. It's like oh, Optiplex really? something or other. And I'm like, oh, who cares? And it's a Pentium 3. Yeah. Who cares? It is a Rambus Pentium 3 system. <gasps> Our DRAM. Hmm. So... Yeah, I have never seen another one. I paid like $100 for this thing. Because I'm like, this is a, a bad price for a very average desktop. But it's it's RD RAM. I was looking at the pictures like, no, that's not RD RAM. It is. Do you got Terminators in there? Uh, I can't remember <laughs> if there's two of these. They're not Terminators. They're continuity dims, Josh. Hmm. Continuity Yeah, yeah, yeah. The C rims dims. or whatever. Crims. All right. <laughs> Uh yeah, Josh, Josh, you have an outro for us this week. Gosh, <sighs> not particularly, but you know, I'll I'll just go. Some days you're the hammer, some days you're the skillet. I don't know what those two things have to do with each other, but eventually they meet. And the results are electric. So to keep that in mind as you doze off tonight and your heroin added sleep, think of us, your hardware people with crappy hardware picks, and hope that one day we can make sense of this world and this podcast. So I apologize for... Not being as loquacious as I once was, but it's I put you it's on been a long it's week. My fault. It's been two weeks. You're not in the true. swing of things. It's true. Sorry. But you really need to drop that into a film noir style, black and white, a bit grainy. I, I honestly, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think the quality was high enough to justify mm. any special editing. Sorry. Mm. So whatever you do, anyway, don't think about, thing about improv. It's sometimes it's just it's, bad. Josh has done some legendary improv on this show before. It's true. So. It's true. It can't all be gold, Jerry. No. I mean, if you've if no. you watch Mystery Science Theater three thousand, there are episodes where like they're just hitting on all cylinders and it is hilarious. And then there are episodes yeah. yep. where it's like the next it's one just is like, just ooh, you and your tired ooh. friends making bad jokes. Wow, wait, like, okay, to really bad. pump up my ego there. I appreciate that, the, Josh. It's that's it's, it's okay. You can you can just end this all you know right now. Uh, without calling a 1-900 number. And believe you me, I have ended things in the 80s on 1-900. But not anymore, because we have this thing called the Internet. Yep. And you can find all kinds of really interesting things on the Internet, including this podcast, which I don't know why you would want to find it, but some people do, because maybe they're masochists. Maybe they just don't have a very good feeling of self maybe they're truly above the rest of us and find something of value but in any case i'd like to thank you for joining us and hopefully you will find something of value even though sebastian never has a pick worth a damn because you can't pick up a 30 dollar 939 pin athlon 64 processor these days for 30 dollars so good night. Thank you, Josh. That was great. 
Hell, you can barely get a pack of Newcastle for thirty bucks nowadays. No, I don't know. The the eBay resale market is not good. People are not on there to to spend a lot of money. They're on there for deals. I'm gonna look right now and prove you wrong. Nine thirty nine, three five hundred plus, and you're gonna be amazed at the lack of any results that I get. No, here we go. What if this is even the same company that I bought it from? Uh, they have more than ten available. It says fifty three sold. Maybe I was one of those fifty three. The price is thirty five dollars now. Oh, inflation hits for everything. a sealed box. Are you serious? No, I'm serious. Look, that's uh, shaving cream. That ain't bad. Well, yeah. if you want a nine thirty nine thirty five hundred plus sealed, you can still buy them. This place has mm-hmm. a probably a pallet of them. Tida Link Corp <clears throat> on eBay. Just search for it. The shipping is kind of high, but I mean, that's shipping is high now. You can't send anything for less than like 10 or 11 bucks from California to the uh, Midwest for sure anymore. Do they sell a compatible heat sink as well? It, well, it comes with it. It comes well, with it. Well, I can tell right. you. I forgot about that. It's a PIB processor in box. Yeah. There's 176 results for socket 939 from for motherboards you can hear it rattling around in there actually i have a couple of uh, athlon xp still in the blister pack you know that blister pack and they have the green oh yeah i have two of those of like a 1800 plus and a 22 or 2400 plus and then this is my only 939 sealed i need to get i don't even know if i have a 939 motherboard 39 bucks i don't either and let me tell you, I got a lot <laughs> of pretty sure. stuff. 